Welcome to the Smut Sluts Podcast, a safe space to talk about the books that fuel our fantasies, curl our toes, and get us off. Whether you're a good girl or a filthy whore, smutty books have something for everyone, and there's no shame in finding out what that is. So lube up, lay down, and read smutty to me. Hey sluts, welcome back. I'm Shannon. And I'm Teresa. And today we're doing things a little different. Instead of doing kind of like an overarching theme around smut, we just wanted to kind of hang out and chat about our recent reads and what we're currently reading is, you know, like a little cute book check-in. So Teresa, what are you reading right now? Currently, I'm reading Fourth Wing, and it's taking me a while (laughs) to read it, and not because it's a bad book or anything. I actually really, really like it. It's just that I've been super busy, and, you know, I apparently work and life does not care that I want to read my book instead of work and be an adult. (laughs) So, whatever. But yeah, it's really good. Before that, I was reading It Happened One Summer and Hook, Line, and Sinker. And those were definitely more fluffy. I was reading Hook, Line, and Sinker when I finally got Fourth Wing in because it was on back order forever. And (laughs) I was telling Shannon, I was like, I'm not going to finish this book. Like, I'm just going to start Fourth Wing. She's like, I think you should finish it because you're pretty much through the book. So I took her advice and finished it. And uh, I liked it. But out of the two, I liked It Happened One Summer a little bit better, mostly because Hook, Line, and Sinker was like the epitome of slow burn. I was like, this is just taking way too long. Plus the characters in it, especially the male main character, he has his own issues and his own trauma and we all have it. But it was just so repetitive through the book. Right. And it was like, oh, my gosh, like we get it. <laughs> right. We get it. We, we want you to fix your issues however you need to. But it was a little bit repetitive with that and just kind of very drawn out. So I didn't like love it because of that. But now I'm reading Fourth Wing and I guess you could almost consider it a slow burn too. But I think with the fantasy books, like with Fourth Wing and also with like Akatar and Crescent City fantasy books, there's so much more to the plot and so much world building and other stuff going on. You don't focus on that as much as you do with these like fluffier romance where the whole book is romance basically. So yeah, that's what I'm reading right now. Now, Shan, what are you reading? Well, before I get into what I'm reading, I wanted to mention too that, like you said, you were almost done with Hook, Line, and Sinker when Fourth Wing came in. And you're like, I think I'm just going to start Fourth Wing right now. I was like, if you do that, you will literally never go back to Hook, Line, and Sinker because they're just two totally different genres under smut, right? Like one is a fluffy kind of rom-com. The other is fantasy, maybe going to be romanticy. But you had been talking about how you were wanting to get more into fantasy again and like really kind of go down that rabbit hole and I remember telling you if you start a fantasy right now you're never going back to hook line and sinker like you you're already this far in. you just need to finish it and then that'll give you more motivation to finish it because you'll have fourth wing to look forward to yeah you're right I finished it. It was just hard because I'm not a slow burn type person. I don't want to read a book where it's like from the very beginning and like in your face all the time. Like I don't need to read books that are just considered erotica like we talked about with this smut versus spice thing. But slow burn is just definitely not my favorite thing. And (laughs) that book was the epitome of slow burn. It's like 350 pages. The smut didn't come in until like 200-ish pages in. And when are they ever going to? And then even that, like I really think that that one is almost going to be considered spice kind of because not to go back to our previous episode but it would definitely be a spice book because when it did happen like it finally happened it didn't need it it could have slightly implied it 
So I was already having a hard time because the first one was very different. It didn't happen too quickly in the beginning of the book. And um, it happened one summer. It was not as drawn out. And there was definitely more of it. Tessa Bailey can write super great smutty sex scenes. And so when I after I read It Happened One Summer, I was like really excited. And then it just kind of drug out. And I was like, oh, man, like (laughs) it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Let me ask you this. So with Hook, Line, and Sinker being, like you said, the epitome of slow burn, and like there's a time and place for slow burn, right? And it has to be done really well for it to work. And it's almost like once you do get the reward of the sex scene, it's like you worked for it, right? Like you put in the time to read that much and get there. Do you feel like the sex scene that finally happened was worth the slow burn? Like, do you feel like the hard work you put in to earn it paid off? No. No. (laughs) I feel like when it finally happened, there was a scene, and I'm pretty sure it was after they finally got together in that way. It was kind of an emotional scene because they were kind of like in the process of going through something. But um, that scene, it did more to me in that scene when they didn't actually have sex than the actual first sex scene did. Mm. I found that scene a little bit hotter than the other sex scene. So... When it was a little bit more of like almost read between the lines ish of like what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, it wasn't even that. It was like literally just like she was trying to like show him like, you know, we're good together type thing. Like you're in your own head. And so she was kind of almost like teasing him in a way. So it was talking through the whole scene, like explaining exactly what was going on between them. It just never actually was full blown sex in that scene. Got it. The first time was like cute and romantic and whatever, but I didn't even think about that. Like how you phrased it, like, was it worth the wait? It was not. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like with slow burn, like I said, it has to be done well for it to work, right? But if it's too much slow burn and then the payoff that you get at the end of it when they do finally hook up, it's like, I waited that long for that. Are you kidding? And that's kind of what it sounds like it was for you. Yeah, that's how it was, for sure. It was a cute book, but uh, the first one was definitely better. And, you know, like you said, I'm definitely in my fantasy kick right now again. I got that way after Akatar. But then I also, it was interesting because I tried to read Throne of Glass afterwards, and I just couldn't do it. I think I was just so caught up. And then I finally read other books in between, and I still want to read Throne of Glass. It wasn't a bad book. I read the first one. I just, I think I was so attached to the characters in Akatar that I couldn't get on to Throne of Glass. Then after like a month or so, I read Crescent City. After Crescent City, I was going to try to do Throne of Glass again, and it was like the same thing. I was so attached to the characters, but I have like several fantasy ones in my TBR. The second book in the Fourth Wing series doesn't come out till November, so. I saw that, and like I know we said we were going to read Fourth Wing together, but I, again, have just been putting it off, but part of me, (laughs) I want to wait until the second one comes out so that I can just power through both of them and not have to wait because I don't do well actually when a series isn't finished when I start it and like you have to wait between releases because I I get that way with like tv shows in seasons you know like if it if it's a new like I'm watching it as it's airing and you have to wait however long for another one to come out I lose some of my interest some of the hype kind of dies down and then by the time the next one comes out I'm just not as in it versus if I like wait a little bit and then it's all complete and you can just kind of like binge it then it's like I am hooked 
Yeah, that's how I am. But I don't know. I just kept seeing Fourth Wing and I was like, I have to try it. I guess November is not terrible, but like the third Crescent City book doesn't come out till January. And I'm sure that Fourth Wing is probably going to leave on a cliffhanger, but the freaking cliffhanger from the second Crescent City book. Ooh, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to survive this long. But also, this is kind of going back a little bit to Throne of Glass. I know that. From what I've read about it, because I haven't read Throne of Glass or Crescent City, but Throne of Glass, I believe, was SJM's first ever series, and she wrote it when she was a bit younger. So it's a bit more PG. And like in that book club I've mentioned several times, people have even gone in there and asked, like, is this okay for my like preteen daughter to read? Like, what is the smut spice level? And everyone says it's like, it's almost hunger game status a little bit where it's like maybe a little too much for that age but it's still okay enough but it's not enough for like our age range you know yeah i don't know if it gets spicier as the series goes on for corona glass i know in the first one there was like absolutely no not even like really implied sex scenes like not even like fade to black there was a couple kissing scenes but if I'm remembering correctly, there wasn't even that. So I don't know if it gets spicier as as it goes on. Some, some of the fan art I've seen for it kind of implies maybe. Speaking of fan art, did you see the reel I sent you before we got on today? Yes. I was like, I'm so excited to talk about Fourth Wing with you. So I know that like those two characters eventually get together because I've seen it everywhere but basically for you listeners the real was it was like two twins and they were talking about like two months ago uh and it was a fan art of the two main characters from Akatar, reese and Farah. and then she like faints when she sees that and then the other twin is like now and it's a fan art of i'm guessing the two main characters from fourth wing and then she faints <laughs> The fan art these days, you guys, is amazing. People are so talented and it just really brings these characters to life and just lets you stay in that world. Kind of like how we talked about in the book hangovers episode, you know, it's like sometimes when you get this hooked, you just need to live in it a little bit longer, even though the story's already done. And so by finding the fan art like this, it's just like, oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah, the main characters from Fourth Wing are Violet and Zayden. Those are such cute names. Dude, she has the coolest names. Violet and Zayden, I know for sure. And then like Jane and I think it's pronounced Rhiannon. It can also probably be pronounced Rhiannon, but I think it's Rhiannon. And yeah, there's just like really, really cool names in that book. But as far as the fan art goes, I was also just thinking when you said that, it's like these people are extremely talented. So like kudos to you guys that have that amazing talent. I wish I did. But I like fan art because sometimes when you're reading a book, like Shannon, like she always pictures her MMC as um, Henry Cavill, which we all know he's, you know, God's gift to women. Like, all right, he's just God's gift to humans, I guess. Like, he's so fucking hot. <laughs> he's ridiculous. But sometimes I'm reading it and I'm trying to think of somebody like a celebrity. I'm like, who does this person look like? I try to picture in my head so I can get like a good picture while I'm reading it. And then you see the fan art and you're like, God, that is like perfect. They come into my brain and just pluck out what yeah. I imagined. Oh, I love it because you see the fan art. You know, like, for instance, like for Cassian, like for Resand and Akatar, there's a couple people I can think of. But for Cassian, I was like, man, I just I have this picture in my head, kind of his features, but I can't exactly completely get like a full picture. And then I saw all these fan art of Cassian and I was like, there he is. 
So thank you because you guys help me with, you know, names to faces when you do that. I love it. Oh, I'm obsessed. (laughs) Okay. Can I tell you about my recent reads right now? Because I am just itching to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. So I recently read, I'm on my fourth book since the last time we recorded, but the first two I read of those four were completely different books. They were, I think they're standalones. The first one, it can kind of be the first one of a series, but they're standalone books or maybe even like a duology. And then the second one, I believe, is its own standalone too. Completely different authors, completely different settings and situations. But when I tell you I read them back to back, they're basically the same book. And that has never happened to me before. Like I've read books that have kind of similar plots and similar characteristics for the characters and things like that. But I've never had this happen where I basically read the same book as the one I just finished. And so like quick story, me and my little sister, we are eight years apart. We look nothing alike but we always tell people we have like twin telepathy because we are so similar yet we're so very different and like where I'm really dark and I'm into creepy shit and like super dark sense of humor she's basically like a Barbie like she's blonde hair really light eyes super fair skin just like all pink all girl right and her thing that she uses to describe us is we're basically the same writing but in different fonts and that is what these books are they are the same book in different fonts so I'm gonna do my best to explain their similarities while being vague enough to not give any spoilers because I do really really like these books and I do think they're worth reading and so I don't want to spoil them for you if you do decide to read them. So just bear with me and I'll try my best. But the first one is Hawk, H-A-W-K-E by Jesse Hall. And Jesse is spelled weird. It's J-E-S-C-I-E. But it is, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dark romance, but there are some dark elements to it. And there are some... I don't remember if it had trigger warnings, but I would say it could have some triggering elements. Um, So just kind of look it up for those. And then the second one is The Summer We Fell by Elizabeth O'Rourke. I don't think I'm pronouncing that right. But... Okay, so the <laughs> FMC in both books, like, let's let's strap in, y'all, because I got some thoughts. <laughs> The FMC in both books has a boyfriend when we're first introduced to her and the boyfriend in each book. This was what really tuned me in to the fact that they were so similar. The boyfriend in each book is very religious, comes from kind of a controlling family, but in the sense of like the boyfriend thinks he quote unquote owns the FMC and kind of control her and what she does, who she hangs out with, like her plans for her life, things like that. And then the boyfriend in each book just so happens to have a friend who ends up living with the FMC and her boyfriend. And then I call that friend the MMC see in both books because I think he is. I think the boyfriend is just the boyfriend. And in each book, the MMC friend is broody, moody, closed off. But him and the MMC get a bit closer. They end up kind of like secretly hanging out with just each other without the boyfriend around. And... (laughs) 
the MMC in both tells the FMC that he's an open book and she can ask him anything and he'll tell her anything. And she says that he's the least open book she's ever met. And in both of them, he says, I'm an open book for you. Ugh. <laughs> Like literally almost word for word in both of these books. They both say that. And um, in both of them, the FMC and MMC both have like a quote magnetic chemistry. They both use the word magnetic and almost can like communicate looks and have like whole ass conversations through just their eyes while the boyfriend or the family or whoever is present there. And I don't think this is giving it away with, especially with everything I've mentioned already, but the FMC does cheat on the boyfriend with the MMC in both books. So there is that trigger warning or content warning for you if cheating is a sore subject. I've been cheated on in literally every single relationship I've ever been in, except my current one. And I didn't find it triggering, but to each their own, like it could be different for you. So just keep that in mind. And in both of the books, the MMC goes along with the affair and keeping up the friendship appearances, but obviously wants the FMC to choose him. In Hawk, the FMC isn't sexually satisfied with her boyfriend and tries to question his faith like several times. And... At one point, again, I don't think it's super giving it away, but she says that pushing the boyfriend's buttons gets her a lecture on Christian values, while pushing the MMC's buttons gets her fucked in the backseat of a car. (laughs) Y'all, Teresa's face when I just said that, her eyeballs just bulged out of her head. (laughs) Oh my god. Where do I find him? I know. Because... I like to push people's buttons. And you want to get fucked in the backseat of a car? (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right. I mean, come on. That would be like my perfect guy. I'm not done. I still have more on this list. (laughs) Because like, as I started writing this, I was like, oh yeah, this happened. Oh yeah, this happened. And like, just kept going with how many similarities there are. It's crazy. So that happened in Hawk. In the summer we fell, the FMC wants to have sex with the boyfriend and like wants to kind of take the relationship to that next level. But he wants to wait for marriage and he gets upset at her for being as promiscuous as she is or like even wanting to be as promiscuous as she is and even for having kind of a promiscuous past. Whereas like the MMC encourages her sexuality and kind of becoming who she is. And that kind of happens, I think, in both of them, but it's really prevalent in The Summer We Fell. Both books have a quote-unquote nice guy villain. Both books deal with someone's death and someone kind of on the run. Oh, I already mentioned that. The FMC has a past the boyfriend doesn't really want to acknowledge. It's more promiscuous and not even just promiscuous, but like kind of traumatic. And he just wants to kind of brush it under the rug, pretend it never really happened. And like, he's the knight in shining armor who came in and saved her. And she's like, can you not? And let's see. I listen to a lot of music, obviously. And I came across these two songs on a book talk playlist. And I love them so much. And at 
first, one of them kind of was giving me Akatar vibes. But after reading both Hawk and Summer, or The Summer We Fell, these songs were literally made about these books, in my opinion. Uh, the first one is Figure You Out by Voila. And then the second one is Nameless by Stevie Howie. And each time I listen to them after finishing those books, it's like I am in their worlds again. These are the characters. And it's just, it's so impactful. And while these books are this similar... I got totally different things out of each of them. They both gave me very different feelings and perspective, and I highly recommend them. I just seriously couldn't believe how similar they were and that I read them back to back not knowing they were going to be basically the same book. But one thing that made me want to talk about Hawk, especially Teresa, is do you remember when you came to visit me and you were telling me, I can't remember what book it was, but the MMC gives the girl a nickname. Like her name is Indigo and he calls her Blue. The Right Move by Liz Tom Ford. Ryan Shane's the best book boyfriend ever. Read that book. (laughs) So in Hawk, the MMC, her name is Nicole, but she doesn't like it. She doesn't like going by it. She doesn't like being referred to it. And instead, most everyone calls her Nick. But the MMC, the broody friend, he's like, no, that sounds so childish. I'm not going to call you that. And he tries to call her Nicole. And she's like, the next time you call me that, I will fucking kill you. And he realizes like how serious she actually is. So then he like sits and thinks on it a minute. And he's like, I'm going to call you Cole. And I don't know what it was about that. But it was like, that's his nickname for her. And then she starts referring to herself as Cole instead of Nick, like everyone else. And it is just, it feels so intimate. You know, that's cute. I like it because not to go on a rampage about the right move, but she's in the first one in that series, which is Mile High. And she's like the best friend, like co-worker of the FMC in Mile High. But anyway, um, she always goes by Indy. And so like in the beginning, when she first meets Ryan, he messes with her and he calls her like Indiana and like Indianapolis and stuff. <laughs> and then finally, when she tells him like Indy is short for Indigo, he just instantly starts calling her blue. And it's like the cutest thing ever. I love it. So that nickname thing you were talking about, Cole, is like, oh, it's so cute. As soon as he said that, I was like, I cannot wait to tell Teresa. (laughs) I like it when they're nicknames that are like super personal to that person, like Blue or like Cole. Because there is one in Fourth Wing because her name is Violet, but Zayden calls her Violence. (laughs) It's like the cutest thing ever. Love that. Yeah, I love it too. So I like it when it's personal to that person because, you know, you can get books and they're like baby or sweetheart or love or even like sunshine and stuff or, you know, princess. The little pet names. Yeah. So I like it when they're personal like that. So that's adorable. In Hawk, his name is, I don't want to give it away because it's kind of a big deal when it's first revealed, but his first name starts with a C and after a while, he like says their names together, like C and Cole, and it is just so freaking cute. I love it so much. (laughs) I love that. But speaking of nicknames, the book I'm currently reading is Pucking Around by, oh my God, who is it by? Emily Rath. Is that the reverse Aaron Hockey one? Uh-huh. I had it on my TBR forever. I'm so excited to read it. I'm so excited you're reading it. 
I just decided to fucking go for it. I was like, I'm not typically a sports romance girly, but I have been seeing that one everywhere. And I was really wanting, because I've been blowing through books, right? And pucking around is 750 pages. And so I was like, perfect. Like, this is a long one. It's going to take me a little bit to get through. And it's part of the Jacksonville Rays series. And it has a prequel novella that is highly recommended you read first. And if you don't, in pucking around, it has a quick little breakdown of what happens in it but I did read that one night that's the prequel novella I read it first and it has made pucking around make so much more sense that one night I don't remember how long it is it's not very long since it's a novella but it is literally about one single night of a crazy ass hookup and then pucking around is 750 pages like I said and it is a reverse harem and there are three love interests and each of them has a different nickname for the FMC, but they're all so personal to her. And then whenever they do use her actual first name, she's like, absolutely not. You don't get to use that name. Like, I am this to you instead. So like one of them calls her Seattle girl because they met in Seattle and he'll then even shorten it to just Seattle. And when he calls her, her name is Rachel. When he calls her Rachel, she's like, I'm Seattle to you. (laughs) And then the other one, her nickname for another guy is Hurricane because like when he first meets her, she is just a hot ass mess coming out of an airport. Like she just really went through the ringer of a long ass couple days of travel and she's just so hectic and panicked. And when he first sees her, he's like, she's like a fucking hurricane, like ready to just cause chaos in my life. And so he always calls her Hurricane. And he tried calling her Rachel at one point and they had kind of gotten into a little fight and he refused to call her hurricane again she's like please just call me hurricane again like I really want to be your hurricane like please stop calling me Rachel and so that was really special and then there's a third one and he is from Finland and so what I really liked about his part in this book too is there's a little Finnish common phrases that he uses like cheat sheet at the beginning of the book so you can like go and see the translation of what he's actually saying and that's been super helpful um but he calls her I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but he calls her Rakas, like R-A-K-A-S. And at first she thinks it is like Finnish for Rachel. And it's actually, oh my God, what is, I think it's Darling. Uh, let me look it up because that's embarrassing. <laughs> I had to take pictures of these cheat sheets so that I didn't have to constantly be going back. Uh, Rakas. Darling, I was right. Okay. Um, And so that's just so sweet and special too. And when he does call her Rachel, that's even more intimate than what he started calling her because she's a doctor. And so her name is Rachel Price. And so he usually always calls her Dr. Price. And then he started becoming a little bit more intimate by referring to her as Rachel. And then when he like they get mad at each other, he goes back to Dr. Price. And he starts calling her Ruckus. And then still when he does use Rachel, it's still like intimate. And she's really or he's really the only one that she kind of like lets get away with calling her that um but he still doesn't do it very often but just the different nicknames it's so sweet and like even one of the guys his name is Caleb and a few of the other characters just call him K and it's like that's so special I just I don't know nicknames get me man I just love them
when you said that, I actually kind of wrote this book down to talk about, even though I read it kind of a while ago, not to get too much into it right now, but the book Does It Hurt by H.D. Carlton. The MMC in that book is Italian, and she did the same thing. She also put some of it at the end where it's some of the, the phrases that he used in Italian, translating it into English. And I was reading it, and there was parts in it where he would say something to her in Italian. It was like kind of cute. You could tell in the moment, but then I was like, I wish I spoke Italian, but I don't. Some of the stuff he would say to her in Italian, I was like, that's the cutest thing I ever heard somebody say to somebody else. But then he was also kind of into her because it's enemies to lovers, but she was did something terrible to him, so he's mad at her. I going back to pucking around. I okay, how do I feel about this? So I'm only I'm 75% done with it right now. And it started out really, really great. The longer I've been reading it, like it started out, I think, as our definition of smut, where it has equal amounts of plot and sex scenes, right? The longer I've gotten into it, the more erotic it's gotten. Like every chapter is a sex scene. And one thing about it, though, is it is multiple different. It's all written in first person, but each chapter is a different character's point of view, which has been cool but it's like several chapters are all the exact same sex scene but each chapter is just a different person's point of view in the sex scene so it's like okay I get it can we like get back to the life outside of the bedroom part of the plot you know so there's that like that has gotten a little much for me which is saying a lot because I like a lot of sex but it's like let's move this along But one thing I really appreciated about it actually was for how spicy it is, I was not expecting the level of inclusivity and diversity that it is, which I think was really incredible. Like there are elements of an MM romance, so male-male, and like a queer awakening, which actually surprised me by what it did for me because I've never read an MM romance. We talked about it a bit in our very first episode when we were talking about the priest series and the last book in that series I think it was called Saint his other brother who was becoming a monk Uh, It was an MM series, but the storyline itself really wasn't captivating my attention. So I DNF'd it before I got to the MM part of the romance. And so this is really the first time I've read about it. And I really like it a lot. And also like you get how I mentioned one of the other love interests. He is Finnish from Finland. So we have the different language aspect, which I really liked. There is so much level of communication and like asking and acknowledging every person's comfort and consent levels before these sex scenes too, which I really appreciate because some of these you see like one of the characters just comes in and kind of like manhandles one of them, right? And it's just like, I'm taking you, you're mine, blah, blah, blah. But in a lot of these, it's like, do you consent? Do you agree? Are we on the same page? And it's like, it's really a breath of fresh air, honestly, to read about that. Um, okay, also, the level of different kinks in this book is astonishing. I've read a lot about a lot of different kinds of kinks. But at the beginning of this book, how I said there was the cheat sheet for the Finnish phrases, there is a whole section about the level or the different kinks. So here it is. I found it. This book contains detailed two, three and four person sex scenes that include elements of impact, play, choking, voyeurism, bondage, double penetration, double vaginal penetration, toy use, degradation, dom-sub, bit play, snowballing, and breeding kink. Oh my goodness! Yeah. 
Okay, <laughs> with the double penetration one. DVP, double vaginal penetration. I have heard about, but I've only heard about it in the acronym form. I didn't actually know what it meant until this book. And I had never read a scene that had DVP. I've even seen TikTok videos of authors talking about how like some of their books have TVP, so triple vaginal penetration. And they describe it as like two or three hot dogs in one bun at the same time. And so this book has DVP, double vaginal penetration. And the way that it happens, dude, I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. Me neither. And dude, also at the time, like the very first one I read, like the very first double vaginal penetration scene I read in this book, one of them has a pierced dick. He has four barbell piercings all along the shaft. Isn't it called a Jacob's Ladder? Isn't that what they call it? I have no idea. I've never heard that term. They don't call it that in the book. No, I have to Google it. It is uh, interesting. And actually, last night, the last chapter I read was the first time all four of them had sex together, like the three guys and the one girl. And one of them, he is not like, he's okay with sharing her and like doing group sex scenes together as long as like he's only fucking her and no one is, no one else is fucking him. But like he's laying on his back. She is straddling him on top, but then she's basically bent all the way over laying flat on top of him while the one with the pierced stick does anal on her and then the last guy is doing anal on the pierced guy and so the one at the very back uh he's pumping into the one with the pierced dick into his asshole and then the pierced stick is pumping into the girl's asshole and like with each thrust of each like each train car, you know, it just like impacts each person so much more. And they all say it's like the kinkiest best sex they've ever had. And I was like, that's probably the kinkiest sex scene I've ever read. But I'm into reverse harem. I don't think I would ever, I don't think I could ever do something like that, though. Like it was a lot. So I read a book. I mean, I guess you could call it a reverse harem, but they call each other at the end of it like a thruple type thing. But it's part of the Dark Olympus series. And it's the, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it's part of the Dark Olympus series. Let me find the name real quick. And it's two guys. And in the beginning, the guys are in a relationship together already. And they're not necessarily exclusive, but they love each other. But it's like an open relationship. And then they meet her and then it becomes a thing. And there is like one scene in it where one of them is taking her like vaginally. And then the other one is like taking the other one from behind. In the scene, it kind of describes how like it's like the impact is like making like that same thing. And you're like, that was like the first time I ever read anything that would consider MMF, uh, male, male, female. But same thing I was like, Man, that is freaking hot. Like, oh my goodness. Also, talking about freaking hot with MM. So you know how we always talk about like the good girl trope, right? Like during sex and the guy always says like, that's a good fucking girl. Like, oh my God, what a good girl you are. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bitch. I had never read someone saying good fucking boy until this book. Okay. And it did things for me. (laughs) 
like the one with the pierced dick, he is bi, but he's really only open and out with the FMC, but he's interested in one of the other guys in the like reverse harem situation. And she's kind of like helping him like kind of ask for what he wants from the other guy by letting him, he's really into like kinky dom sub stuff and he loves having control and stuff. So she's kind of like helping him kind of, you know, do what he needs to do to discreetly ask for what he's wanting from the other guy. And he (laughs) tells both of them, like the other guy and like the other guy is like the golden retriever, if you will. So like he's telling the FMC and the golden retriever to get on their knees in front of him. And he's telling the golden retriever to suck his dick. And he like the golden retriever has never done that before. But that's like they say it's the FMC's like specialty. Like she can just suck dick like amazing, apparently. And it's so sweet because the golden retriever and the pierced guy, they're best friends and they have been for years. And it's so cute because like they're in that mood in that moment, right? But then the golden retriever like looks up at him. He's like, I want to make it good for you, but I've never done it. Like, I don't know how. And it's so cute because he's like, he's willing to do it, but he wants to just make sure he does it right for his best friend, you know? And so then the FMC kind of starts topping from the bottom because she makes the pierced guy like let go of her hair so that she can kind of coach the golden retriever through how to give a good blowjob. And it's so cute, honestly, because she calls golden retriever angel. It's so weird that I'm calling like such a kinky, sexy, cute, but it was. You're so funny. You're so, you're cute. You're like, it was the cutest blowjob scene I've ever read. It was. (laughs) But she the golden retriever angel and she's like I'm right here angel like we'll do this together we're a team I got you and she's like you want to hold down here you want to like just tease the tip a little bit and then you go like this and then she like takes the dick in her mouth like all the way back to her throat and she's like okay just do exactly what I did and like just literally coaching him through it and again for a kinky scene you wouldn't think it was cute but it was and it was almost a little wholesome at the same time (laughs) and then the pierced guy he tells golden retriever like i can't wait to like shoot this cum down your throat and like see you swallow and then the fmc is like no you're gonna let him come in your mouth but you're not gonna swallow he lets him come in his mouth but he doesn't swallow and she tells golden retriever to spit it in her mouth and that's snowballing is when cum is passed from one person's mouth to another (laughs) and so golden retriever spits pierced guys cum into fmc's mouth and then she still having that in her mouth, goes down on Golden Retriever using Pure Sky's cum as like lube almost for Golden Retriever's penis. And then she lets Golden Retriever come in her mouth with Pure Sky's cum still in her mouth. Then she stands up, tells them both to get on their knees in front of her. And then she spits that mixture of both their cum into each of their mouths and tells them to swallow. And then she swallows the rest. It's like, holy fucking shit. Like I had to look up what snowballing was before I read this book because I saw a video where someone talking about this book said that that happens. And she's like, I can't say it on this app. It was on TikTok. She's like, I can't say what it is. So just Google what it is. And I was like, holy fucking shit. And then Googling it where it just says cum is passed from one person's mouth to another. And then reading that scene where I'm thinking it's all cute and it's all wholesome, right? And then that fucking happens. What the fuck am I reading? But I can't put it down. (laughs) Okay. I had never heard of snowballing before today. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. 
I that think. one I think was the kinkiest thing I've ever said on this podcast so far. <laughs> I think that was the kinkiest thing I've ever heard in my life so far. If you guys could see Teresa's face right now. <laughs> uh, I should. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a good, uh, I don't even know. Words are escaping me. Um, I'm going to read the scene, obviously, but... <laughs> But now you understand why I wanted this book check-in episode, because I just had to talk about these books. I'm like, I like I don't know anyone else who's read these yet, and I just need to talk about them. <laughs> and again, I want to reiterate, I absolutely so far am absolutely loving, loving Fourth Wing. But I'm reading Fourth Wing, where it's two-thirds through the book, and they've kissed twice. Shannon's reading a book where they're making cum cocktails in each mouth. So she's having more fun than I am. Cum cocktails? <laughs> Dude, I instantly thought of that, like, <laughs> you know, like the shaker cups. So, yeah. <laughs> need to read that book and it is a hockey romance and i know how you are into your professional athletes my friend okay so in real life i am not much of a hockey person i don't watch hockey that often huge football fan giant football fan but hockey not so much so when it came to like reading books like i've seen a couple where it's like you know smutty books that are about football players but i've not read one yet i should try to read one but man i read the hockey ones and well i guess i've only read four at this point i we've already talked about them so i won't get into them too much but it's the ones that are available in the agitator series the vancouver agitators by megan quinn and then icebreaker and I love hockey players now. I still don't watch it, but I never knew that I loved hockey players. And I don't know if they're like that in real life, but I wish they were. <laughs> yeah. I forgot how much you love football. I'm not a sports fan at all, but Pucking Around is my second sports romance. The first one I read was the series. I talked about it before, but it's the Rebels of Ridgecrest High series by Belle Harper. It's the one where it's the pact. The game, the win. Um, there's four books and I can't remember all their titles, but that one has a little, not as much as Pucking Around, but it has a little bit of cum cocktail happening in there. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, it's football. So, and like the football aspect does take up a big part of the storyline too, but it not only has a little bit of the cum cocktail situation happening, but that one was the first one, I guess, really. It doesn't, it doesn't go into it as much as Pucking Around has, but it does have a bit of a queer awakening happening and a touch of MM romance. But again, like I kind of forgot that the MM romance was part of it uh, when I was talking about how I haven't read that trope of romance until pucking around but it was hot honestly reading it and it doesn't have double vaginal penis penetration happening but there is a scene where one penis is in a vagina and another guy whose penis is not in her he sticks his finger in there at the same time and that was like nobody saw that coming in the group sex situation like everyone was as surprised as he was that he was doing it and then there's another scene where the guy who stuck his feet, he's like the golden retriever of that story. So golden retriever walks in on FMC going down on one of the other guys. I don't remember who it was, but he comes in her mouth and she swallows it. And then golden retriever like just watches it happen because he comes in like as the other one almost is going to come and he watches her swallow and then he goes or she gets up and kisses the guy that she was just going down on. 
and like kind it's a little bit of snowball action like some of him gets back into his own mouth and golden retriever comes over and literally just like wipes his finger across the guy's mouth and sticks it in his own mouth and like sucks on it and then they all they all just kind of stand there and they're like holy shit that just happened he just like wiped so-and-so's dick off his mouth and then sucked on it and it's like that kind of did some things to me yeah i'm telling you what like these books like things that you would i would have never thought of i'm like i did not expect that to have that kind of effect on me but yeah i just brought that one up because that's really been the only football one i've read but yeah it was spicy and it's four books they're all pretty short they're like novella size but they're really good and if you are like as curious about mm as i've apparently gotten with these books it makes me want to read that one we had mentioned off the podcast when you were here visiting the one where it's like stepbrothers or friends and they're i think it's a sports one too but they're like doing an only fans together it's a hockey one i think too it's like for the fans or something like that. I'm what is it called? It real quick. I can't remember. But also just to mention real quick, just if we're talking and a little bit of, I guess, book recommendations, because I just remembered. I actually read, I guess, five hockey books because the Windy City series, the first one, Mile High, it would be hockey, I guess, because he's a hockey player. And then the second one um, where we were talking about nicknames with uh, Ryan and Indigo or Blue, as he calls her, The Right Move, he's actually in the NBA. So he's basketball. So I just need to read a football one now. Yeah, I recommend The Rebels of Ridgecrest High. <laughs> I'll have to go find it. I saw a video on it and the girl was like, it's like one of the hottest books I've ever read and it's MM. And when I read the synopsis of it, OnlyFans like, one? Yeah, they're like stepbrothers and they play, I'm pretty sure it's hockey and they need money. So they like create like, yeah, like an OnlyFans thing with each other to earn money. I heard that it is really spicy and I kind of wrote it off because I was like, oh, okay, like MM isn't my thing. But then these reverse harems where it kind of unravels in front of you, I was like, oh, I actually think that is a thing I'm into that I didn't realize. Yeah, uh, one of the MM that I'm actually have on my TBR that I'm really interested to read. It's not sports, but actually it's getting ready to become a movie. I don't know how like spicy it is because I haven't read it yet, but that book, it's called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, I really want to read that one. It looks like it's a really good one. That one was called For the Fans. Okay, cool. It looks like it's by the author just as Nyla K with a period after K. Hmm. So gonna have to read that one and i'm also gonna have to read the one that shannon's reading it's on kindle unlimited oh kindle unlimited so yeah i just really wanted to gab about my recent reads because i had lots and lots of thoughts about them that i just needed to word vomit at you all so thank you for listening <laughs> and hopefully it interests you in reading these titles too <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I think it's super fun. We'll have to do one soon. I'm going to have to like go on a reading binge reading series like you did because like I said, it's, I just haven't read as much as I had been like at the beginning of the year. I was reading so many books and like the last I like six, seven weeks, I've just been so busy and it makes me so sad because I'm like slowing down. Like I, I need to read more books. I have so many in my TBR. We'll talk about this in another episode, you guys. Maybe just like a little bit of a fun sneak peek, but I'm going to start reading cowboy books. <laughs> yes i'm so excited to talk about that <laughs> so i have a couple cowboy books in my tbr so we'll we'll talk about that soon and why she's reading them <laughs> yeah because the why is pretty fun too yes 
for you guys, maybe not so much for me, but I think it's going to be fun for you. Anyway, yeah, so cowboy books. We'll see how those go. Um, at the time of this recording, where what's your number of books for this year so far that you've read? Cuz I know we talked about it in our Goodreads episode, but I just wanted to know. I am at for completed books 54. So once I finish Fourth Wing, it'll be 55. So once I finish Pucking Around, I will have read 41 books this year. And I had also kind of slowed down, especially once we started this podcast, like just kind of trying to find the balance between my day job, which is a business I own, and I'm so crazy busy in it right now, which I'm so grateful for. But then I decided to add on basically like a side gig, this podcast, right? And this has been a lot more work than either of us, I think, knew when we decided to start it, right? And so then just trying to find the balance of doing both of these and then finding time to read at the same time. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that you have slowed down because the only reason I've read four books or I'm on my fourth book since the last time we recorded is because I self-sabotage and I have stayed up until 6am three different times this past week reading and then have to get up like a few hours later for work and I I'm driving the struggle bus doing that. So, you know, balance okay like don't do what I did (laughs) I mean like I said I've just been so busy and like because I've been so busy in my personal life by the time I'm like ready to like chill for the evening and I just get so exhausted and so I'm like falling asleep like my eyes are getting like heavy like oh it's time for bed around like 11 30 which is early for me I'm a night owl it's like usually 12 30 or one but there's been times where it's like I think the latest I've stayed up is like almost four o'clock so you've got me beat at six o'clock the other quote night that I did that I was like okay my eyelids are finally getting heavy I think I'm at a good kind of stopping point now and I look around me and the sky is already starting to brighten up and I was like shit the sun is about to rise I need to fucking go to bed I was like I fucked up yeah the sun is rising I need to stop reading about the rising penises and go to bed (laughs) oh my Made me choke on my own laughter. <laughs> Come cocktails and rising penises, dude. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> thank you, friends, for just listening to us gab about our recent reads and the kinkiest shit that's in them. And hopefully, you add these titles to your TBR because we highly recommend them. And you might just learn something about yourself in the meantime. <laughs> my i know i have oh god well thanks so much for joining us guys we'll catch you next time see ya bye whatever bye i keep doing that thank you so much for listening to this week's episode be sure to subscribe rate and review us on apple podcasts spotify and everywhere else you listen to podcasts we'd love to hear your thoughts on topics to cover in future episodes so be sure to follow us and slide into our dms on instagram at smut sluts podcast and until next time stay smutty sluts